Alright guys, here we go, this is it, this is the um, last trip I currently have to tell you guys about, um, so uh, until I trip again I won't have any more more trip reports, but like I said, hopefully we can interview the girlfriend and I, I've got a few other ideas for maybe a few um, podcast episodes, but anyways, um, well before we get into the trip report, you know, I just... Something I've already said, you know, but I just kind of want to retouch on this is is the idea that um, the psilocybin, the mushrooms, the experience breaks down language. You can't, it's very, very hard to describe a lot of the things that that I'm talking about. Um, I'm, I'm pushing things right up, right up to the limit of believability. I mean, you're just... Actually, it's completely unbelievable, to tell you the truth, at this point in time. It's like, if, if you guys have seen the progression, you know, if you've been through all the rest of the trips, you know, you start off, and it's it's not crazy at first, but it, it gets crazier and crazier and crazier, and now it's to the point on this last one here, this is, this is the most extreme thing you could possibly think of. I mean, or at least I could possibly think of. It's, I mean, it's right there, right on the edge of just just absolute breaking with somebody you know what I mean it's like how far can you go and uh and and see the interesting thing is like you know I'm I plan on taking mushrooms again from here and and that's one of the things I'm struggling with too is like you know what am I going to do next you know what's what's going to be the next (laughs) trip gonna what's the next trip going to be like how far is it going to keep going and so anyways um let me get a, give you guys a few examples, though, this language stuff, you know. It's like, and I've already said this, but basically a scientific person might say, when they're talking about this, they might say it's the consciousness, right? What a Christian would say is, oh, it's the, it's the soul. What an Eastern person says is they might call it the spirit, you know. So there's these, these words that we're using that mean the same thing so i like to call it the true self you connect to your true self and that's that's what i call it but you know um language is hard language breaks down when you start talking about these things you know we say entities or you know the christians would call them just angels or demons you know or angels or fallen angels you know um so, and then and then the problem is also, there's also a reverse problem here. Um, so not only do we have different words that mean the same thing, but we have um, words that mean different things to different people. So for instance, uh, like I said, I, I used to be a police officer. When I use the word hallucinogen, um, as a as I was a police officer, when I would use that word, it had a different meaning than what the scientific community or the academia, as what they would call hallucinogen. Their their definition of hallucinogen is much different. There are some drugs that the police consider hallucinogens that the um, the the scientific people would not consider hallucinogens, and then vice versa. You know, um, so basically the the police have a solid seven category system and the categories are broken up so that if a new drug comes out tomorrow it could still fit into one of those seven categories you know this the, what the categories are based off of is much different you know than what somebody else would say so so for instance the scientific community has something called deliriance well there's no such thing as deliriance and also, there's no such thing as psychedelics to the police, to the police, the government, to the judges and the lawyers. They all fall under a category called hallucinogens, you know. And then, see, but for the scientific people, there's deliriance, disassociatives, um, hallucinogens, which could all be part of the psychedelic mix, you know. And, or, you know, just basically, there's just different words being used. Different words same words and they have different meanings or the same meaning it just depends 
And so this, this becomes a really big problem for the psychedelic community, for us trying to, for me trying to explain these trip reports to you and everything. I'm using Western language, you know, but if, if you've got to translate it into an Eastern language, you know, I mean, maybe that's what you need to do to get, you know, the most out of what I'm saying. Um, so it's, what was the analogy I had? I sit there and I thought the analogy was like, imagine you have a bowl of water, right? Language is like the water. If you put your hand in and you try to grab the water, you're only going to grab so much. If you, you know, if you do it properly and you put your hand in the shape of a bowl, you can get more water out, but you still can't get all the water out, you know? So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to make the the best possible outcome to get as much water out of there as possible with our hands. So, anyways, um, let's see. I'm going to get this break over with real quick um, early on on this podcast because, you know, as I, I only do one break. but So that way, basically, the rest of the podcast can just be the trip. So let's take a quick break, come back, and I'll just go over the whole trip because, like I said, this is the most extreme wild trip I've been on (laughs) so be right back all right so let's get into this trip um so the um, I ended up having 6.5 grams of mazatex they were the last bit that I had left and I also had two THC gummies. Um, so the girl, when she came home, she came home from work late and everything. Um, and so I took them as soon as she got home. Now, prior to that, I want to say I had had the whole day I had, I had, I was a little anxious about this trip because I sat there and I thought to myself, I hadn't had a bad trip in a really long time. And so I was kind of like I'm kind of overdue for a bad trip I don't really know how this is gonna go and um, I just I I had a feeling it was gonna be a big trip anyways Um, but I just didn't want it to go a bad way so that anxiousness was there and it was it was all the way leading up to it and I actually I prayed out loud prior towards the the trip starting um, so I, I, yeah, I was, I was seriously ready for something. <laughs> Anyways, the, um, the girl, um, uh, she was just, I, I had some music playing for her, but, uh, I had a, I had her headphones that she had, she had bought for me and I had those set aside and I was going to sit in my lounge chair and then put on the headphones and I also had two new blindfolds that I had got. Now, one of them was kind of cool. It had like all these beads in it and everything like that. There's like uh, little water beads. And so when you put it on your eyes, the water beads would kind of like press up against your eyes just gently. And it kind of, it kind of feels good and funky. Um, and then I also just had a normal black like blindfold as well. Um, but as soon as I took the mushrooms, I... I, I I like to brush my teeth because I really hate the taste of mushrooms. So I went into the bathroom and I brushed my teeth. And by the time I was done brushing my tre- my teeth, I was already starting to feel effects. Like um, almost instantly, I-, I-, I looked in the mirror and I could actually see that my eyes were dilated. Um, so so I-, I was getting effects quick. So I went and I sat down on my lounge chair. Girl's sitting on the couch and she's just watching me. And so I put on the blindfold with those little beads on first, and I also put on the headphones. And I was just listening to some mellow, like melody-based music, um, real light and easy. And I'm sitting there, and with this blindfold on, I could start. It was weird, like the beads as they're pressing on my eye, I could actually see the entire blindfold, even though my eyes were closed. From the inside out, I could see the entire blindfold and I could feel the entire blindfold on my face and it became my entire vision. 
it's basically like I had on a pair of goggles. And so I was looking through that pair of goggles. And um, at that moment, all I was seeing was just the colors, the good, you know, fanciful colors that you see on psychedelics, you know, just lots of streams, rainbows, shapes, you know, light geometric shapes and things like that. And so it was looking pretty good. And um, so anyways, I'm looking through the looking through the blindfold there and I'm still feeling just so anxious like um, my body I think was kind of a little shaky and I know that was just the the come up from the mushrooms but still I, I just you know little worried so I ended up taking the blindfold off and I ended up taking the headphones off this is only like I'd only been wearing for probably like 10 minutes you know if that take them off and I just kind of like sat back in the chair, kind of looked at the girlfriend, you know, talked to her for just a second. And it was just kind of like, okay, I need to breathe. I need to just kind of relax. I need to sit down or I, or I need to, I, I'm sorry, I need to lay back. I kind of need to lay back in my chair. And so one of the things I did is I laid back is I, I ended up looking up at one of my, uh, my crosses. I, I had a new cross that I hung uh, off of one of my, um, off of one of my shelves. And so uh, I was looking at that for a second, and I said, okay, everything's going to be all right and everything. Um, so I decided that the um, the blindfold with the beads on it was just a little too much at the moment because of the, that sensory overput of me looking through them. So I, I put those to the side, and instead I got the, the black blindfold, and I put that on. Um, oh, important thing here. Uh... So I had the light turned off in the room, like the main light, but I had the LEDs on, my LED lights on, and I also had some candles that I got, I bought four scented candles um, that I put on the shelves and I lit, and those are going to become really important, like at the end. Um, so I had these candles lit, so the, the room was kind of, you know, real low ambient light, um, so anyways... So I put the blindfold on, the black blindfold, and uh, the colors were actually gone. I didn't have any colors in my vision anymore. And instead what happened was a light, kind of a, a white floating light, ended up coming into my view. And it's kind of flying around me. It's like going up and down and side to side. It, go, it went around my head like it... It started in front of me and it went back behind my head and it comes back out in front of me again on the other side and, and so like it did a little circle around me and basically it was like an eye is the best way I can describe it although it didn't look like a it didn't look like a, a normal eye like you know a human eye or anything like that but what it was though it was basically is what it, it was an eye and you could see where it was looking because it was because a light was shining off of it like a beam of light was shining off where it was looking so it was looking around and it was looking at me so it starts to look at me it starts to look at my legs like it starts kind of low and it's kind of like just scanning me up and down as it's coming around me and everything like that and it's looking it's scanning it's scanning my legs my arms my chest and it probably did that for a, a, a good minute or two, and I was still feeling that anxiousness. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh my god, man, why am I so anxious? And it's like, because I, I felt like this was an entity, and so I was kind of just a little bit like, oh gosh, like what is this thing gonna do? And um, because it felt like it was judging me, that was one thing. It, it did feel like it was kind of, I don't know if it was. I think it was more so judging my intentions or something like that. I don't know if it was judging like all my actions throughout my life or anything like that. I don't think it was. I think it was like kind of just judging my intentions at the moment. And so what I what I did is I, I I had to take the blindfold off again. I took the blindfold off. I took the headphones off again, and I'm just like, you know, still feeling uncomfortable. I lay back in the chair again and I look up at that cross again. And I sit there and I say to myself, look, Jesus is with you, <laughs> you know. 
I said, all I got to do, you know, if, if it starts getting bad, all I got to do is cry out for Jesus and I'll be all right, or something like that. That's what I said in my head, you know. Um, so, and I just, I sit there and I said, look, everything's going to be all right. There's nothing for you to worry about. You know, you, you're protected and you're going to be fine. That's, that's what I thought. I sat there, I said, you're protected, you're going to be fine. I've got things, like, you know, in my trip room, I've got, I've got, Bibles, I've got crosses and lots of, uh, you know, things that are holy imagery to me. And so, you know, I sat there and I had to, I had to, I had to contemplate for a second that I was going to be okay. So I, I put the head, the, I put the, I'm sorry, the blindfold on and the headphones on again. And the entity was still there, the eye looking at me and scanning me. And it, uh, it was funny because when I did that, when I put the blindfold back on, it, I kind of got this feeling from it, like like it was saying, oh man, come on, you're wasting time or something like that. You know, it kind of sit there and said, I've got to, I felt like it was saying, I have a job to do. I need you just to sit back and relax for a second so I can get this over with. It's kind of like what it said. It was kind of like, hey, <laughs> like, come on, man. You know, that's what it was saying to me. And so, uh, so I sit there and it scan, it finished scanning me. It actually scanned my heart next and then it kind of came up and it scanned my head. Um, and once it was done scanning my head, it flew off the, the little white eye orb light, whatever it was, flew off and it was gone and I was back in blackness. Now, as I was in blackness there, slowly in front of me, colors started to emerge and it kind of out of like a hole it seemed like and basically as the colors came they're coming directly at me all of a sudden it looked like as if I was going through a tunnel big old colorful psychedelic tunnel just these geometric patterns come across me and colors coming across me and everything like that and as I'm sitting there I felt like I was sitting on a canoe and I kind of looked a little down and that's what it looked like it looked like I was sitting on a canoe and it looks like I was on a little canal and it looks like this canal is just a straight line going straight through this tunnel and you go forward and all of a sudden the tunnel opens up into a room it's a um, it's a room with pillars on either side of the canal and then there are archways that lead down hallways and on all the walls on all the pillars and even on the floor and on the ceiling there's these geo or no there's hieroglyphs that's the right word to use there's basically these hieroglyphs but they're they're really really optimized like idyllic idyllic versions of um of hieroglyphs you know, um, they're not like anything, you know, I wouldn't be able to identify any of them as anything that we have today. But what they are, though, is they they are somehow telling stories and um, something like that. They, they do move and they change shapes here and there, but, uh, but they are solid hieroglyphs is what they are as well. Um, so anyways, so I'm on the canal and I'm kind of looking around at the walls and the pillars and I'm looking down the hallways and everything like that. And behind one of the pillars, a girl peeks her head out, kind of looks at me and, and she gives a light chuckle, you know, she just kind of, kind of lightly laughs and then she tries to hide back behind the pillar again. And I sit there and I said, I, I really, really quickly said, whoa, 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 hey, don't, don't be shy. Come here and talk to me. Because I was immediately reminded of, of, you know, people saying that they meet the DMT lady and everything like that. And I don't know if this was the DMT lady or not. In fact, afterwards, after this, is, uh, after this little part, the girlfriend actually asked me, was it the DMT lady? And I said, I don't know. She didn't look blue to me. She didn't look blue or purple to me. Um, she looked either pale colored or at some brief moments I got a hint, hints of green from her. But um, anyways, so I said, hey, don't, you know, I said to this girl, 
um, as she tries to duck behind a pillar again, I, I said, hey, you know, come talk to me, hang out with me, or something like that, you know, and I said that pretty loudly in my mind, um, and I don't really know how the transition happened here, it's kind of like there's a, here's a brief moment where my mind's not quite working, but, um, Somehow I was no longer in the canoe on the canal, but now I was walking through the hallways. And I was being guided by the girl. She wasn't talking or anything. Me and her weren't talking or nothing like that. But she's she's guiding me through the hallways. And as we're going down a hallway, you know, it, there's these there's more hallways on either side of it. So there's like these archway openings into more hallways to the left or to the right and we're passing by them and we're looking around she's she's bringing me down a specific hallway to somewhere and um, so eventually we get to wherever it is that we're supposed to be going and she says the girl says um, we're here okay take off your blindfold and uh, open your eyes. <laughs> I kind of sit there and I thought, what? <laughs> like, what do you want? You want, me to, you want me to take off my blindfold and open my eyes? And so um, I found it really interesting. It was weird, but I just did what she said. So I sit there and I opened my eyes and I took off the blindfold and I took off my headphones and I was sitting with the girlfriend. And I started telling the girlfriend about what had happened. You know, I'm still... I'm still smashed. This is like only an hour into the trip, if that. And I think it was... So, yeah, at this point in time, the girl's girl's sitting on the um, couch and I'm sitting on the lounge chair kind of thing. And I'm looking at her and the room starts warping horribly. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't... It wasn't like nauseating or anything like that, but it was very strange how much it was warping. I mean, she she was realistically, she was only sitting about five feet from me, but the room started to stretch out in that direction. And basically at, at a certain point, it looked like she was like 25, 30 feet from me, even though she was only like five feet from me, it looked like the girlfriend was sitting really, really far from me the whole room was just stretching and growing and coming back and and at one point in time the room actually tilted on its side and this was really weird because I'm sitting flat in the chair it's not like I'm tilting myself or anything like that the room itself was tilting the the like the left hand side of the room went down and the right hand side of the room went up somehow and so for some reason and it was kind of stuck there for a moment, you know, and I, I kind of like tried to force it to go back in my mind. I'm kind of like, no, 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 I'm sitting up straight. Like it can't be tilted. How is it tilted? So anyways, um, when the room got done warping, doing its warping thing, because eventually it started to slow down and slowly it stopped warping. And so when it did that, um, I was looking over at the girlfriend. She's Like I said, she's sitting on the couch. And... The wall behind her, once again, my eyes are open this whole time. The wall behind her, an image starts to appear directly behind her. Now, the best way I can describe this is it looked something like the Aztec calendar, but it wasn't the Aztec calendar. It was basically just in the general round shape with like kind of like, you know, a few like points coming off of it. And there was hieroglyphs throughout the circular shape that was behind my girlfriend. Uh, at one point in time, like some of the images look a little scary. And then at other times they look very angelic. Like at one point in time, a pair of wings um, grew right from the image right behind my girlfriend. So it looked like my girlfriend had wings, angel wings. So that was really pretty. But this thing, this thing was very vivid. I mean, this it was like writing on the wall, you know? It's like somebody had gone over there and actually had marked on my wall with like a Sharpie marker. Like, that's how vivid it was. It was just like right there in my face. Um, and I'm and as I'm staring at it, it's just like really strange. Like, it's kind of like, it was really 
kind of something my brain was struggling with. It was like, what am I looking at? Like, why is it so vivid? Why is it, why am I actually seeing something open-eyed, that visual right there? And, um, and it, it did, it didn't feel creepy, but it just felt a little overwhelming. So I ended up kind of leaning back in my chair again. Uh, if you guys have noticed, this is what I keep doing. I keep, I lean back in my chair and I was looking up at that cross again. Now this time, this time what I was doing was I started to kind of talk to God in my head, you know, just that normal, just kind of like you're talking to him, you know, it's not praying. I wasn't praying. I was just kind of saying matter of factly things that I was thinking to him. And at that point in time, I started to get the feeling that he was actually listening. I could feel it. I could feel it. It was like really strong and powerful too. Like it came on slow because it was, it, but then all of a sudden I had that realization, oh, holy crap, he's listening to me right now, isn't he? <laughs> and so, um, you know, it was very, uh, it was pretty moving. It's pretty moving. I'm sitting there, I'm looking up this cross and I could really feel like I was actually talking to God. And at that point in time, I realized I was completely connected to my true self. I was, my soul and my body were no longer, uh, well, basically the body was no longer interfering with the soul itself. I was, I was free. I was my true self. And the cool thing that happens when I get like that, uh, this is, this is probably my favorite part about tripping is when I'm actually that true self, I can think so clearly so linearly and so clearly I can just go wherever I want you know and and that's what I started to do I was sitting in the chair and I'm looking at the girlfriend and the crazy thing is is I always think I'm talking to my girlfriend but she tells me that I'm not talking (laughs) it's so weird and basically she says I'm just staring at her (laughs) but in my mind I'm talking to her but no words are actually coming out of my mouth so this, this might be an example of how the body and the soul are, are disconnected at that point in time. So even though my soul is talking, my, my, um, my body and my soul aren't connected anymore, so no words are coming out of my mouth. Uh, I have to like go back into my body in order to start talking again. But anyways, man, I'm, I was thinking some really, really good things. Um, just The problem is when you're like that, since your brain isn't connected to your soul, your, your brain can't remember anything. Your body, you know, all your memories are stored in your brain. So by the time I'm done thinking, you know, the, the thoughts are gone, you know. And so it, it's kind of sad. It's kind of frustrating because you know some of it's like really, really profound and really, really good. But since none of it gets put back into the body, it just ends up being a problem. Um, anyways... So I got uh, got done um, thinking those things, and you know, once again realizing that uh, God was listening to me. And I don't know how this happened. I'm I might have just been either too high or too disconnected, but there's there's like a moment lapse in, in, in full memory here, but the girl kind of helped put it together and I remember some of it. But ba- basically what ended up happening is, <laughs> this, is gonna sound, this, this is the part that sounds fucking crazy. Um, God himself ends up walking through my room, my trip room. Yeah. <laughs> sounds crazy. Um, but it, it's, it's as, it was as close to his actual being as I could possibly imagine. I mean, I don't know what else it could have been. Um, just this, basically the being itself that came through the room, which I'm calling God, uh, is, it's this eternal being that is like, it's eternal peace, it's eternal creativity, it's e- eternal novelty, it's just this, ah, uh, man, it's, it's, uh, it's almost completely indescribable. It's incredibly powerful, too. It's like, it's so powerful, but so merciful, and so just, uh, I don't want to use the word loving, but it's so truthful, 
I guess is what you could say. It's so true. It's just like nothing but, but truth and just, um, just peace. Uh, just anything possible, man, just creativity. That's, that's the biggest one. So when he comes through the room, when God comes through the room, it's like he's walking through water. It's like he's walking through a river or something like that. And so basically there's kind of this wake in front of him. The water is kind of rippling in front of him. It's kind of like welling up as he's walking forward. And so space and time bends right in front of him. It's really strange. Like the whole room just kind of like space and time, just time just kind of like goes back and forth. And it's just like, it's, and there, and there's all sorts of little tiny creatures that are caught up in that, like that wake that's in front of him. Um, there's like these just little fish and, and mammals and just like really innocent animals, like really beautiful, innocent animals. And uh, maybe even some like angelic beings are caught up in it. But basically there's just a, a myriad of creatures that are just caught up in this wake in front of him. And um, so he, he comes through and, and I, that's the part that's like the hardest stuff to remember. Because I want to say he came through and I visually saw like something of him. But I want to. But at the same time, that's the part I can't remember. So I, I think it's one of those things you can't remember stuff like that because it's just too strong. So, but behind him, by the time he left, you know, there's basically this rainbow river flowing through my entire room, like this just rainbowish colored river. And there's all manner of like just creatures caught up in it, and they're just they're kind of like circulating, following in the wakes in this rippling effect that's behind him and that rippling effect is is literally time and space just kind of warping it's kind of like going back and forth because that's where he just came through you know and so it's kind of mind-breaking basically what ended up happening at that point in time i don't know how i got on the ground but i was like on the ground like crying on my side like you know uh the girlfriend's you know, kind of trying to comfort me, <laughs> you know, well, she's, she doesn't have to comfort me, but what she's trying to do is she's just trying to, you know, uh, help me through the mind part of trying to figure out where I'm at. <laughs> and, uh, so she changes the music on the, on the computer to like some gospel, um, like preaching stuff. It's really good. It was really good. Um, so I'm laying there on the floor though, and um, and like kind of crying. I'm in, I'm in complete disbelief. I sit there and I keep saying to her, I kept saying to my girlfriend, I was like, it's like, that was him. He just walked through the room, didn't he? That was him. I'm not fucking crazy. That was him. You know what I mean? And, and she sit there the way I was saying it, I was like, you know, I, I had a question mark at the end of all my sentences. And she sits there and she says to me, this is the best line of the night and the most profound line of the night. She sits there and she said, why do you question? Why do you question it? You know, why do you question whether or not he just walked through? You know, if he walked through, he walked through. There ain't no, you know, she didn't say that part, but that's kind of what, that's like what she was getting at. It was like, you know, if he, if he came through, he came through. So, um, Anyways, it was incredibly breaking, and, and once again, my mind was kind of warping in and out of, of you know, being able to put anything together. So I, I got up, and I was able to sit in my, my chair. I was able to sit in my desk chair, um, and the girl was still sitting on the couch, and so she's looking at me. I'm sitting in the chair, and I'm talking to her. And all of a sudden, I can feel another entity coming. And it kind of welled up. And this one just kind of just appeared in the middle of the room. And it, it, it's, it's welling up. And it was such a loving, loving feeling. This one I can use love on because it's a little bit different. The feeling was a little bit different. And that Rainbow River was still there in the room. And so the Rainbow River became much, much brighter it like it kind of like glowed up the whole river was like glowing up this rainbow river all these creatures that were in it and everything like that 
And so my girlfriend, her face started to kind of transform. It didn't, well, her face didn't transform. What it did was it kind of, she kind of got younger and smoother and just, just, she looked more idealized and like optimal. And she just, she just looked amazing. Basically when she becomes that, when I see her like that, I start to think that she's the only woman on earth or she's every woman on earth or she's Eve, she becomes my Eve, so something like that, um, so I see her, she becomes like that, and I'm like, it's here, there's, he's right there, he's sitting next to you, that's what I said, and, and it took me a second to look, and it was Jesus, it was crazy, Jesus was sitting down on the couch right next to my girlfriend, and it was it was very brief. I only saw him for just a second, you know. Um, but the, the entity stayed there for a while, like you know, probably a minute, where I'm just sitting there, like my heart is just like I don't know, it's just like welling up, like I'm just like I've got so much like pressure in my chest, like not a bad pressure, it's a good pressure. It's like this 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 overfilling, I don't know, just your heart just like just. Growing and, and filled up with everything that you could possibly imagine. Anyways, it's just so. Anyways, I'm sitting there, and um, I don't, like I said, I only saw him really for a second. So eventually, he gets up and he goes. And when he leaves, the river kind of starts to fade away with him. He just like kind of like the. It's kind of like reality slowly being put back, you know, and that the time warping is kind of is is starting to diminish but the problem is now is now i got to reconnect to my body i'm still super high this is you know we're probably two hours into the trip is where we're at now and so my body's got to reconnect my soul's got to reconnect to my body and i start going through the loops and i'm like bouncing around in my head like a damn ping pong ball you know i'm just like coming across you know this memory and that memory and I'm losing it and I'm losing that one I'm trying to trying to reconnect who I am and where I'm at and you know I'm human blah 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 so your mind's like broken mind's like completely broken it took me the whole rest of the two hours to finally you know it, it took the rest of the trip it wasn't until the you know the mushrooms actually wore off that I was able to finally start connecting back to my body and actually to tell you the truth there were lingering effects even the next day. Even the next day, I was still having kind of a few little memory-like problems. My Basically, I was like a child almost at some points in time throughout the day where it just, you know, basically my mind hadn't fully, fully regrounded itself. And so... Um, Anyways, a couple of interesting things happened, though, um, afterwards, because I talked to the, you know, obviously, like I said, the girlfriend watched the whole trip, so she was able to fill in a couple of gaps there, and so one of the things that she said, and this was, this was the most kind of, like, amazing thing I thought, is she said that basically the whole night, the can as the candles were going... She had been kind of watching the candles and that the candles throughout the majority of the night were basically they were just dancing around just like normal. The flames themselves, the flames were dancing back and forth. That's how it was. And then when I said that God was in the room, the candles, they stopped dancing around and instead they stood up straight. That's what she says. She said the candles stopped flickering and they just stood up straight. And she says that she also felt a presence in the room. She just didn't feel it as strongly as I did, obviously. You know, I'm floored and on the ground. But she said that she also felt a presence in the room. So, woo! <laughs> Crazy, powerful stuff. Man, oh man. It's amazing. It's amazing what these mushrooms can do. They can lead you straight to the like the strongest spiritual experiences you've ever had. Um, man, if you just do them right, you know. 
and um, I think a lot of people will get there, you know, I think a lot of people can get there. It's, um, oh God, man, it's, it's interesting, a lot of things to think about. I'm also, so now, now that we've had this giant trip, you know, one of the problems I have is I got to sit there and I got to think, where am I supposed to go from here? It's like, how could it get any, any stronger or crazier than that? I, I can't even imagine going further than that last one, you know? Um, I still have that feeling kind of in my chest, you know? Just like where my heart is or just below my heart, you know? That whole chest area, this really strong feeling. I still have it to this day. Um, sometimes it goes away or sometimes I don't notice it, but then all I have to do is think about it and I can, I can bring it back, this overwhelming feeling. And so it's, so I, I don't really know where my next trips are going to lead me. I don't know how much, how much further they can go, you know? And so that's one thing I'm a little worried about. I'm worried about what the next challenge coming up is and then what the next, um, also what the next just processes you know that I'm going through are gonna bring you know and the hero's journey eventually circles back to the home you know but the psychedelics seem to go much further than just the hero's journey it's it's archetypical that's for sure the trip is archetypical but the problem is is I don't think anybody's mapped out anything past this point in time I think the archetypes are now going to, I don't know what they're going to have to do. It's kind of like the archetypes are about to end. This is like we've made it around the circle. Now, where do I go from here? Do I re-explore old territory or, you know, I mean, there's a whole cosmos, obviously, of possibilities for me to explore. Which way and direction am I going to go on my next trip? I have no idea. I sit there and I, I think about like maybe the music I'm playing. Maybe I should try different themed music than I have been trying. Um, I told you guys about the desert trip where I became the desert. Well, maybe I should try playing some ocean music. Or maybe I should try playing some more foresty music. Um, so I, I've thought about a couple things like that. Um, or one of the things I've been... One of the sounds I've been finding, I've been listening to some Gregorian th uh, chants from, you know, Christian monks, Eastern Christian monks, stuff like that. And um, so those are kind of cool. I'm kind of planning on listening to those on my next trip, but I'm not really for sure. Anyways, the point is, though, is I'm not really for sure exactly where I'm going to go from here. <laughs> and uh, so, I, you know, it kind of worries me. Like I said, I haven't had a bad trip in a while, and so I'm, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I ever will have a bad trip again, though. You know, some people say they never, they don't have, they don't ever have bad trips. So I don't know, maybe that's possible. I just don't ever have a bad trip again. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> kind of stuck out here. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's so crazy just to think about these things and everything with crazy spiritual experiences that you can have, you know, um, I have this theory that basically, see, I don't want to, I don't want to say that the, the people in the Bible, you know, the ancient prophets like Isaiah and Ezekiel, I don't want to say they took psychedelics to achieve, um, their states of transcendence, but um, maybe back in the old days, maybe people just naturally had the ability to do that. Or maybe people did specific rituals and ceremonies to elicit the same type of outcome. You know, it's like back, back in the old days, I mean, they used to do sacrifices all the time. Um, I mean, that was part of the, you know, Jewish tradition was that, you know, you get some sheeps and sacrifice them. So I don't know if that was somehow eliciting spiritual experiences and um, who knows what else they were doing that possibly could have contributed towards um, towards those spiritual experiences they have. They seem to have been able to have them, I guess, uh, more frequently than we do. That's for certain. So maybe it was psychedelic. Maybe it wasn't. I have no idea.
but um, anyways uh, I've also here's one quick one last thing I'll talk about real quick is I did struggle for a while on whether the mushrooms were actually good or bad or just neutral um, mostly I've come to the conclusion I believe that they're just tools they're just neutral things that somehow allow you to connect to the 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 spirit realm for lack of better words so or the fifth dimension if you want to say it that way um so because the mushrooms just grow out of the ground i mean realistically their psilocybin mushrooms just grow out of the ground everywhere i have a hard time believing that uh god didn't make them for a specific purpose if especially with them being so simplistic and i don't know just yeah it just seems really really uh too 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 simply made because i mean you know all, all basically all other drugs end up being made somehow one way or another something is something is done to create other drugs you know what i mean like like dmt you got to you know, if, if, if you're using the, the 5-MeO DMT, you know, if someone actually had to find those toads, those bufo to- toads, and squirt that, um, squirt the, uh, uh, the venom out onto sheets of glass, dry it, and then figure out we could smoke it. Like, I mean, you know, that's com- that's kind of complex. I mean, it's simpler than most other drugs, but I mean, LSD had to be created um, in a lab, basically. I, mean, I understand, you know, the that people still basically got LSD high off of, um, like, contaminated rye grain back in the old days or something like that, but, but you know, uh, it's not the same. The mushrooms... They just grow out of the ground. You just you can eat them right there. You know, if you find one out in the out in the woods, you know that's a that's actually still so make sure it's. <laughs> I'm not saying go out and pick mushrooms because you don't want to pick a pick a bad mushroom that's going to kill you. But if you can identify a, a psilocybin mushroom out in the woods and you know that it is a psilocybin mushroom, you could technically just eat it right there, and then you'd have your spiritual experience. You know, so I mean, like how. It just seems like something from God, you know. And then the other thing I sit there and I thought, if it's, if it was bad, then why is it drawing me into more spiritual things? Why is it drawing me into reading my Bible more often, into getting crosses, into getting paintings of Jesus? You know, why is it that that's what the mushrooms are kind of doing for me? You know, if it, if it wasn't a good thing, I don't think that it would be leading me down that path. If it was a bad thing, if it was demons, or if it was somehow Lucifer, if this is somehow witchcraft, or something like that, it wouldn't be leading me to my Bible. It would be leading me away from my Bible. It wouldn't be leading me towards crosses and towards, you know, pictures of Jesus. It'd be leading me away from those things. And so, um, the mushrooms do make you question a lot of things, or reinterpret a lot of things. That's for sure. That's that's for certain but you know i mean it's healthy to question things to a certain point you do got to make sure that you're playing for the right team you know what i mean and so uh i don't know i struggled with it for a few days i actually i did a lot of research on like uh i did a lot of research for a few days on some demonology and kind of occult practices and things like that and it seems like they get their other ways you know, and that they're trying to do something different. I think that, I don't want to give anybody any ideas here. Hopefully everybody listening is kind of on the same side. But really, since you're entering the spirit realm, you, there's probably demons there and angels. And you could probably interact with either or. I would say my warning would be, be careful <laughs> who you're talking to. Don't make any deals you know what I mean? If one of them comes up to you and is trying to make a deal with you, I'd, I'd probably turn it down. <laughs> um, and no matter how how good it sounded, uh, yeah, you don't want to accidentally, you know, sell your soul to the wrong thing. So that's not a good idea. Um, anyways, that's my warning, I guess. 
But I think the mushrooms in and of themselves, though, are, I think they're nothing more than tools given by God that can help us connect to the third realm or the third heaven, the spirit realm or the fifth dimension, whatever you want to call it. I think that that's what the shrooms are for, is they're just a tool to help us. And so uh, if used properly, just like any other tool, you know, you could kill, you could kill somebody with an ax, but you can also use an ax to build a house. So, you know, what are you going to do with it? So just my opinion. Um, like I said, all these things, you know, how, how literal you want to interpret it is up to you. You know, did this stuff all happen in my mind? I don't know. Maybe didn't feel like it. (laughs) So, um, but also that's, maybe that's, uh, something you want to consider as well. So, all right. Thanks guys. Um, oh man. Thanks so much for everybody that's listening to the podcast. You guys are amazing. I was looking at the um, I was looking at the numbers, and on average, like you guys are like all listening to like eight uh, episodes each. Like that's the average. So I would assume there are some people that only listen to one episode and never listen to uh, me again. But there are several of you who are definitely listening more than. Um, just a few episodes so uh, really really appreciate it thank you guys so much uh, we'll keep them I'll keep stuff coming out you know and everything like I said the the next one I just got to figure out um, how exactly I want to go about doing it but the next one should be me and the girlfriend talking together hopefully I can get you know her interpretation of some of this stuff <laughs> so uh, thanks very much guys you guys have a good night mm-hmm.